0: The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, you might turn there, all of you, 1 Peter 3, 15. First Peter, three, twelve. First Peter, three, twelve. Galatians, three. 26, and Galatians 4, I believe it is, bear with me, come on in and come on down, Galatians chapter. oh in verse 6 <clears throat> the bible says in first peter 3 and verse 12, look what it says. It says, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face, the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Galatians three twenty six says, "For ye are all the children of God by faith." Look at this in. Christ. <clears throat> Galatians 4 and verse 16. Look at that. 416. No, 4, six. Sorry. And because ye are sons... God sent forth the spirit of his son in your hearts crying, our Father. Prayer are for righteous people who are children of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yep. Now, let, now I want you to get this, and I'm don't want to go too fast, but I want you to really get this. Prayer is not for everybody. Amen. Listen to me carefully. Prayer is not for members of the church of Christ that the Lord is against. Oh, wait a minute. Let's go back, Brother Joe, to 1 Peter 3, 12, and let me show you something. 1 Peter 3, 12, look. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Mm-hmm. Nobody is righteous before God until they are pardoned. Amen. Remission of sin. Amen. You Got it. So the children of God are in Christ. Eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. His ears are open to their prayers. But it's a clause there that says, but. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. What then? One's in the church. Do you think one time that because you're a member of the Church of Christ, you can live any way you want to and God will be against you, but you'll pray to him? You really think that? Well, that's false. Now, I'm just making it real simple. Because a lot of times, members of the Church of Christ, I I, I got privilege to pray. You're right. But if you're doing evil and won't repent, watch this. Turn, if you would, to Acts chapter 8, verse 14 through 25. We won't be long. I want to show you something. Acts chapter 8, mm-hmm. verse number 14, (coughs) now, well, no, let's, hold up a minute. Well, let's go back, Joe, to verse number 13. I want you to get this. Then Simon himself believed also, in words, in the like manner. The Bible says in Acts 8 and verse 12, then Philip went down, verse five, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Acts 8 and verse 12, when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ, they mm-hmm. were baptized both men and women. Right. Then verse 13 says Simon, now you got to know who Simon was. Mm-hmm. Simon was a magician. He was yes, a trickster. Sir. He was a bad guy. It says Simon himself believed also, that means believed like manner, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wandered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. All right, verse 14, look at this. Mm-hmm. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria, Samaria had received the word, watch it what it says. They had received the word. They sent unto them Peter and John. Now listen to them. Well, Philip was down there preaching. Why is it that Philip couldn't do what the apostles did? You ever thought about it? You're going to see. Verse 15 says, look. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. All right? Verse 16. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. All right? Then laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Look at this. The apostles were one that had the power to lay hands on people and they would see miraculous gifts. Mm-hmm. Philip could do miracles, but he couldn't impart the Holy Spirit on anybody. Right. Right. And anybody today say they can lay hands on people they receive the Holy Spirit like the apostles did, that's false. They can't do it. Yes, they sir. may say yes, it, man. but they Amen. can't do it. Right. Now, I'm just dealing with the text. So they came and laid hands on them. Then And when Simon saw, wait a minute. Here's a Simon who had just obeyed the gospel. Mm -hmm. He was a sorcerer. When he he obeyed the gospel, but when he saw something, Mm -hmm. when he saw that through laying on the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Look at that. He offered them money. Now remember, he had obeyed the gospel and he was a child of God. He was in Christ. But look at what happened to him when he saw he offered them money for this power so he could work it, reverting back to his old ways. Verse 19 says, saying, give me also this power that on whosoever... I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Now, he had been doing the magician work, all this, and fooling people. And he said, man, if I can have this power, the real deal, man, I could really get rich. I could, man, I could show out. Well, then, but Peter said unto him, thou money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Watch this. Thou hast neither part or lot in this matter. Watch this now. For thou heart is not right in the sight of God. Now, wait a minute. Here's a child of God that sinned. Peter told him, your heart is not right in the sight of God. All right. And he says, What? Repent. No, pray. Repent. No, pray. Repent. See how we do? Sometimes what we think, well, I'm just going to pray and ask God to forgive me. Uh uh. If you don't repent, the eyes of, listen, Mm -hmm. this is what the apostles told him. Peter says, The eyes of the Lord over the righteous. When he was righteous as a child of God, God would hear him. But when he turned sour, Peter says, thy heart is not right. He said, repent therefore of this weakness, weakness. and pray. pray now, a member of the church, you gotta repent then pray. Right, amen. Who is that for? Anybody, in the church. Mm-hmm. That's not from people outside. So eyes of the Lord over the righteous, the ears open to their cry, but the Lord is against them that do evil. Was Simon evil? He had turned evil. Mm-hmm. Could he pray? But he had to repent first. He said, repent therefore of this thy weakness and pray God if perhaps the thoughts of thy, thy heart be forgiven thee. Now, brother, listen to me. Don't think one time that you have to come back to this church building to confess your faults before God and repent. Please don't think that repentance takes place up here. The moment you decide to repent, you need to pray to God and ask God to forgive you right there when you repent. Don't think you got to come back here and, brother in, brother and sister. I've sinned and repented. I want you to pray for me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I w- I can't wait to get back to church. No, you don't have to come here to do that. You repent and pray. Now let me ask you this: You think Simon the sorcerer said, "Well, I'm gonna go back to Samaria. There, I'm gonna go back to a building and tell the folks that I've seen"? Uh, 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 uh. uh don't, don't do that. We have made uh, making a confession like to do in the Catholic Church. You know, in the Catholic Church, they go to the Pope. They got to do it at least once a year and make make that some confession to the Pope of what they did, what they've done. Why well, do that? Now, if you put the church to an open shame, well, for instance, say they willing to go out and rob a bank and it's on, you know, on camera. Everybody know it. You need to come before the church. First, you need to repent. Amen. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for this. Amen. Would you forgive me? Then you come back to the church and say, brothers and sisters, I sinned before God and I repented. I prayed for myself. Would you pray to God for me also Amen. that I'll do better? Now, brother, I want y'all to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Now, why are you gonna pray for yourself? <laughs> why? Because when you ask people to pray for you, how do you know they're righteous before Amen. God? Amen. Because they may be evil, right. and you. I want brother North Lee to pray for me. Really, when you repent, you need to pray for yourself because you know. That you have a right relationship with God. But he may not. So you depend on him to pray and ask God to forgive your sin. No way. I'm helping somebody tonight. Now. While we're on repentance. All the way through your life. We need to have a repentant heart. What do you mean? Before you go to bed at night. You ask the Lord to forgive you. Because you may do something wrong, not even know it. Mm-hmm. Now then pray. But make sure you got a repentant heart. Don't go to bed mad and crazy, doing crazy stuff, and then go to bed. You may not wake up. Right. Right. Then you, listen now, wait a minute. You can wait too late to repent. What'd you say? Yes. God told the children, I want you to go up there and fight. And they said, well, we ain't doing it. Then they changed their mind and went up there. God said, "I ain't gonna be with you." Right. They waited too late to repent. Yep. Yep. When God tell you to do something, you say, "Well, I ain't gonna do it now. I'll do it when I get ready." Then when you decide to do, when they decide to go, God said, "You may go, but I'm not gonna be with you." Mm. So you can repent too late. Right. Have a repentant heart toward God. Now, Brother Shannon, what what are you doing? Anybody don't understand what I just went over? Mm. Now let me tell you something. Prayer is a privilege that we have in Christ. Amen. Because how are you going to pray to a holy God without a high priest? And Christ is our high priest, Amen. and we're Amen. priests. Look at this now. Here's God, holy God, on His throne. Here's the high priest right here, and here you are, man, down here. How are you going to approach God without a high priest? Mm-hmm. You can't. Indeed. So when people talk about prayer, and they don't even accept Christ as the mediator between God and man. And you say you can pray? No, you can't. You think you can, but you won't know this if you don't know the Scripture. Because you know, in America, we just say we're gonna pray for you. Everybody, we're gonna pray for you. Live like a helliard. Live, like hell Live like a scumbag, and pray, well, we're gonna pray for you. I'm gonna pray for you, really. Here you are, half drunk. You say, "Well, I'm gonna pray for you, really." Now. With that in mind, I hope that's uh, pretty good. We got about 10 minutes here. And I just want to do a part, one of this lesson here. That was read by Brother, that's right. what is his name? That's right. What is his real name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's his real name. We're just not going to do all this tonight because you can't take it. And they got me in time frame. Rico is not here, but he probably watching. So y'all watching me. Let's look at this. Now you have a copy of the lesson. Bring it back Sunday night with you. Look at this. We must be taught how. To pray. Look at the text. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. What is in the world is prayer. Prayer is communication to God through Christ. Yes, sir. Listen. You cannot pray to God and don't accept Christ. Amen. Now I want you to listen to this. Because over there in Israel right now, they think that they are God's chosen people. In America, they think it too. America is wrong and anybody else to say that Israel, physical Israel, where they're over there fighting, that they're God's chosen people. They are not. Amen. They are not God's chosen people. Right. God doesn't care any more about the Jews over there than the folks in Vietnam. Yeah. But the Israel of God is spiritual, and that's the church. Galatians 6, uh, 15 and 16, the Israel of God. You got me? Now listen to this. Paul said in Romans chapter 10 and verse 1, Brothering, my harsh desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Now let me tell you something. My prayer for Israel is that they'll be saved. Well, how are they going to be saved? The gospel. If, listen, don't you think one time, and anybody listen to me by way of meeting you, you think one time that that state of Israel is God's special people, you have missed it. They used to be the tribe of the Israelites used to be God's special people. But when Christ came and nailed the law to the cross, Christ, Paul said in Romans 10, verse number 4, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes in. Christ is the end. The law of Moses is in it, and that Jewish system is gone. Now, people want to be communicating with God today. You've got to accept Jesus Christ as king, high priest, prophet, priest, and king. They don't even accept Jesus Christ. Now, how are you going to tell me you're going to pray to God and you don't accept Jesus Christ? How are you going to pray to a holy God without a high priest and our high priest is Jesus Christ? And they won't accept Jesus Christ. So, therefore, the conclusion is they're not children of God and God don't hear their prayers. Amen. And denomination of people who advocate this false doctrine, God not hearing your prayers either. Amen. Amen. When Christians pray, they are engaging uh, the power of the universe, and that's God. Now listen to this, you don't wanna break the communication off with right. God, why he won't hear you. Now you can't go by feelings. I feel like he, no! When you read scripture, and scripture tell you the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and you're not living righteous, what you're praying for? Amen. No damn sense of praying, cause he won't hear you. Isaiah 59, one and two, it, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither his ear is heavy that he cannot hear. He said because of your iniquities, your sins and iniquities, it has separated between your God, and he will not hear Now there's one thing that God can't do. Somebody said, what does what God can't do? God cannot hear a person who's in sin and won't repent. Amen. That's in the church. That's among his people. But those outside must hear the gospel, believe it, repent of their sins, confess Christ, be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, and it's for the remission of sin. Now you're in a position to pray. Pretty good? Now, let's do it like this. Who can pray? To whom do we pray? God. Where does prayer take place? Christ to God. Who can pray? Children of God. Why? is commanded of God. Where? What? What is that, Wesley? Sent you. To pray. When? Constantly. Pray to God. Ways convenient to pray to God. What do you mean? What way? You know, you don't have to get on your knees to pray. Who told you that? Somebody said, You ought to get, at least you ought to get, well, what about a man that's sick and can't walk? So he can't pray because he can't get to the knees. No, please listen. What about people who are sick on their sick bed? I know in Hezekiah, he was sick. Guess what? He, he just rolled over and prayed. Acts 20 and verse 36, all kneel down and pray. 1 Kings chapter 8 and verse 54. We got all these scriptures on here. Now watch this. And then we have wind up conclusion to God. Now, brother, I'm putting this up here. There's no way that I'm going to try to finish all this. But it's one thing I want to just say this. There are prayers for occasions. Now I want all you men to listen. There's an opening prayer. There is a prayer before preaching. And then there's a closing prayer. Now I want you to get this. When you have an opening prayer, it shouldn't be 15 minutes. And a closing prayer shouldn't be 40 minutes. Brother, do you hear me? Everybody, I want you to listen. And you, sisters who got a husband that prays, whatever. So, you need to know about an opening prayer, a regular prayer, and a closing prayer. Sometimes I go places and people get up and they close prayer, and they pray 10 or 15 minutes. I said, Man, you ain't talked to God all that time. It's time to go home. <laughs> what in the world are you doing? <laughs> Man, you, you, that's the first time you prayed to God. Sometimes brothers said, Brother Shannon, you didn't pray long enough. And sometimes they ask me in gospel meetings. Brother Shannon, will you dismiss us?" I said, Father, we thank you for this day. And we thank you for this meeting. Continue to bless us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. That didn't take 30 seconds. Some of these guys want to get up and preach. Now, if you want to preach, preach. But if you want to pray, Pray the appropriate prayer. Well, hold. On, let me give you an example. I'm trying to help somebody. We're not going to finish it. We're just going to do it a little bit tonight. We'll do this next. week. When I was a boy, my dad used to get up. He didn't know. We'd have prayer before breakfast, and the biscuit was hot. They were hot. It right. We didn't have no microwave then. They were hot, and my daddy would pray so long. I repeat, couldn't say nothing, because they smacked your eyes out. <laughs> I touched my brother. I said, boy, this man going to pray, and this bread going to get cold. What are you saying? Lord, we thank you for this food. In Jesus' name, we pray amen. What you praying for the sick for? What you praying for those in the hospital? Now, here you are getting ready to eat. Here, well, Lord, I'm, I want to pray that my kids pass in school. Wait a minute, Man. The food gonna get the bread gonna get hot. Get cold rather. Do you understand what I'm saying? Brethren, learn this because when you go places and people ask you to pray, people are gonna say, this guy's ignorant. I'm telling you. I remember one time preaching in Henderson, Tennessee, and Brother Tucker, he's dead. He used to one of Brother Tucker used to go to North Road. And I don't know if he went to North, but he was at Vance Avenue. And he had a brother up in somewhere, up here in Jackson somewhere. And he was up there and they said, Brother Tucker, would you lead us in the closing prayer? And I heard one of the brothers say, oh Lord. I didn't know what he was talking about. Man, he prayed so long, I said, well I'm going to go out here and sit in my car and when he finished, y'all let me know. Brother Shane, I said, I'm not going to deal with that. What are you doing? What are you doing? See what I'm talking about? To me, brother, Paul said, do all things decently and in order. When you get up and pray, pray a general prayer. When you get up, Father, we thank thee. You're praying a general prayer, opening prayer. Not I thank you. No, that's personal. You got a public prayer. Private prayer. Do you know the difference? If you want to pray in private and you want to pray for two hours, pray. Don't have folks set up here. Send up, and, man. The preacher done preached too long. Hey, uh, brother uh, Gatewood, I w- I want you to give a dismissal. And folks set up here. When is he gonna quit? That, that's all they think. Is, what is he doing? And they don't want to say nothing to you. That's why I'm doing this. Because somebody needs this help. And what they'll do is, and you go places, no, don't ask him to pray. No don't, no, don't ask him, boy, no. He don't know when to sit down. I'm just telling you, brother. I'm just trying to help you. I need to quit right now. Because we'll start up here next week. And you hear some of this again. But it's appropriate. And you know what? If you want to pray a long time in your private prayer, pray. Pray all night if you want. to. But people don't want to hear you in a public prayer praying that long. I'm just trying to help you. And another thing, too, you have to do this. Your prayer needs to come from the heart. And watch this. When you get up and pray two or three times, does everybody know what you're going to say before you say it? Wait a minute. Now you get up and pray, and everybody know exactly what you're gonna say. The young people, but I know what he's gonna say. I can, I can. Really? Well, I don't I won't say nothing something wrong with that. But you get up and say the same thing every time. Really? Now watch this. I do this. Now this is kind of painful to people. When you're praying. And you said, our father, we thank thee for this or that. You don't need to keep on saying, Father, we thank thee for this. Father, we thank Father, thank you for the food. Or, father, I thank Wait a minute, what are you doing? You think God is stupid? Can you imagine going to your boss? Say, boss, I like to get off, boss, and I like to get off early, boss, I'm gonna go swimming, boss. <laughs> so what in the world with Joe? Is he done lost his mind or something? I mean, brother, all you got to do, I'll tell you what you do. Look at Abraham's prayer. Look at the Apostle Paul's prayer. When you read Abraham's prayer, listen, watch how Abraham prayed for Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. Watch how he prayed. Look at Hannah when she prayed. Just read these prayers and I guarantee you, you learn how to pray. Now, it's time for me to quit. Faith, repentance, confession, and baptism into Christ for the remission of sin. And they'll add it to the church. Listen to me. And you have, for the first time in your life, you can pray and say, Our Father. But before you obey the gospel, before you're born again, before you're in Christ, you don't have that privilege to pray. And a lot of people think that, well, they took prayer out of school. What? Prayer ain't never been in no school. Where you get that from? Prayer's always been in Christ and in the church. It's among his people. See that? If you here and need to respond, would you do it? Right now, together we stand and sing.